And welcome everyone. Uh, for some people we say good morning, like where I am here in Houston at my um, head, home headquarters. In Dubai it's about 4.30 in the afternoon, evening. And around the world, welcome to Free Talk with Mr. B. Um, Samina, all you. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Good morning and good evening to everyone around the world. Uh, we have a very special guest today on Free Talk with Mr. B, and I'm really excited to introduce her. So let me just read up a little bit of introduction about Zai, Zai Mistake, who is with us. She's also known as the Walking and Talking Miracle, is an author, trainer, fashion model, and a life coach. Her works have reached out to many thousands of people uh, across Asia, UK, Europe, US, Middle East, and Africa as well. Uh, she's a very creative thinker and with a pragmatic business mind, she aims to empower, educate, and enrich a resilient, confident, and compassionate global community. So with this, I would like to welcome Zion Stick on this show. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, guys. Yes. So why don't you just start off with telling us about your life's journey, who you are, what you do, and what you are doing in Dubai right now. <laughs> so do you want to just jump into the topic? I, I do a little intro, yeah? Okay, I just, just a little, bit what, of your intro. Okay, yeah, sure. So I just started out, um, I've been on an entrepreneurial journey the last 20 years. I started a mystic henna and body art company. So I was doing henna and teaching henna art to Japanese in Japan, living in Japan for a bit, and then came back to Singapore, became the celebrity henna artist because suddenly I became a foreign talent. You get more recognized in your country after you leave the country and come back, I guess. And then, um, so I came back to Singapore, um, was doing henna a lot. And then in 2005, I however met with an accident, a fracture dislocated my spine. And doctor said I will never be able to walk anymore. Even uh, they said uh, like even after the operation, 95% of the chance Zai will not be able to walk anymore. I was in a lot of pain. I'm like, you know what? Just put me through the operation, and then let's see what happens. But I knew I kept hanging on to faith, and I just kept on to the fact that. I have to stay alive because I want to take care of my mother. So I don't know, I think that strong will and intention put me through. And as the topic for today, right, uh, about um, what's the topic again, sorry? Um, it's destiny and giving. In destiny is a coincidence and giving coincidence. So I believe this is one of the things that was destined for me, which has a lot of uh, wisdom behind it. So we'll delve into it later. So uh, the accident happened, I was victim for about my, uh, for about a year, I victim mindset for a year. I said, oh, why didn't I just die? Why da, 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 da. And then the miracle happened. I, I started questioning, why didn't I die from the accident? What is my purpose of being? Who am I? Like, why am I even put here still? What's this chance, a second chance? That's when I decided to move from a victim mindset to a victorious mindset. That's why I decided, okay, if I cannot go out to work with my spine condition and all, what can I do back home? That's when I started my online business. So when I started wearing the hijab, I started the online business, became a whole full-fledged home boutique. I started selling things online, um, started running small henna classes from home. And then uh, I started from a B2C model. I taught women who were staying at home mothers to start a business from home. So I started supplying my staff, teaching them how to start their business. 
So you see, like I said, there is wisdom in everything that happened in our life. Because if that didn't happen, I don't know what will happen to life now. I'm so grateful for my accident. <laughs> I have like got to bed rest a lot. And anyway, I'm lazy by nature, which is a blessing in disguise. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so after that uh, period of hijab business, I got I saved some money. I wanted to learn Arabic, the language. Because when I say Arabic, people think Arabic, you know? Yeah, so it's Arabic. And um, I was in Jordan, Morocco, Yemen for two years. I traveled again. I thought I was traveling to learn, but actually I was running away. I was sick and tired of being in Singapore, but I realized I kept running and running and running and running. And then again, two years into the game, I said, Halas, enough of external journey running. I need to run inwards. So what do I do now? And ironically, another interesting coincidental thing happened when I came back. A lot of people started asking me, hey, how do you step out of your accident? How do you do this? How do you start your business? How do you travel so much and everything? And one call, I think that call, goosebumps, that call literally um, changed a lot of uh, things for me. I was selling, I was teaching henna art, I was selling things online, I was teaching Arabic when I came back to Singapore. That call was a lady uh, in her 30s on my Facebook, hey Zai, can I speak to you? And I was like, okay, let me call you. And in the 10th minute, she said, thank you for talking to me. I was just thinking of committing suicide and I feel better now. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That was, um, now it's amazing, like it was scary at that moment, but I only told her, I, I can't remember what I told her, but I said, you know, sis, if there's anything, reach out to me. But that was it. We never spoke after that. And yeah. I asked myself, if this is one person reaching out to me, how many people out there need help? That's when the idea of writing the book, Turn Your Passion Into Profit, I was like, I was like in my 30s, right? In my th- I was 30 then, or younger a bit. I was like, I know you guys know my age. I'm 40 by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, when I was 30, that happened. I was like, okay, this is one person that has a problem. What can I do more to impact more lives out there? What can I do? So that's where the idea of turning your passion into profit came about the book. Because I thought, ha, maybe money is the problem. Let's solve problems for people by teaching them how I turn all my hobbies into money, how I turn passion into profit. And then, uh, of course, uh, people started reading and then people call again and cry and we want more, what's next? And I'm like, I don't know, go figure out. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I realized I could uh, do workshops, I could do training, I could mentor, I could coach. And um, interesting that has, and yeah, and then the second book, Five Things I Love About Being a Woman, because I realized that we don't, I call it the art of love, A-R-T. We don't appreciate, respect, trust ourselves enough. So the book came out. And then now today, after eight years, I realized as much as I want to advocate for people to go on a step up journey, I want to share this message of hashtag runway to resilience as a fashion model, because some people are not so much into beauty of substance, right? They are too lazy to learn, too lazy to be aware of themselves. I realized as a fashion model, today I get in the last two weeks, in, I mean, I've been in Dubai for two months, but the last two weeks been very exciting. I had a fashion show, we appeared on the paper, just received a business awards. It's been an amazing March, like International Women's Month month, but I think it's going to be amazing now and forward. So yeah, we do whatever it takes to, I don't say serve humanity, 
But I think I my aim is to humanize humanity through my life story and through turning my dreams into reality. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say it. I thought you were going to say through giving back, and that is exactly what I'm hearing you're you doing. And such an appropriate. I think it's a natural thing. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's appropriate with I our theme I'm because we talk about destiny and giving back. We don't plan for destiny, but we talk about, and I think Samina, that's the point too, right? What is the outcome? Yeah. Unintended consequences. Uh, when you're mm. giving back, you're getting back, but it could still be what we claim to be destiny. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Of you. Yes. My intention in writing to give back to what can I do to help the community? It has given me back so much. I have been on a healing transformation in a childhood healing journey so much because I want to learn about myself to unpack and heal myself so that I can help more people. So it's a it's always a two way street. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think the lady who called you Zai also gave you in one way the opportunity to kind of get started. So yeah. when you were just telling your story, you know, she she yeah. gave and I couldn't even imagine it's a coincidence which happened. It's destiny that she definitely met you. Yeah. You know, destiny and coincidence. That that's what we're trying to discuss. And this is one of the parts, one element of Mr. B's uh, book, which he has authored, which is the art of giving back. So it it was launched in Dubai when he was here. And I'm privileged to have uh, one of them with his signature. Hey. <laughs> I was reading them. And uh, the, the beautiful luggage, and probably when I meet you, I'll share you as well. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, don't lose your thought, but interesting enough, I um, remembered as a child watching the show, and I think um, Dedra, you remember too, and anyone else in my age group and younger, like you people. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was the sound of music, and it was something in particular in the sound of music she sang, saying something. Somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done something good. Because she yeah. says nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever could. Somewhere 100%. in my youth or childhood. And I always saw that in myself. So when I was writing in that section, I was thinking that the destiny of, of being a good person made me have a good wife. And so... Yeah. I, you're 40 i'm 60 i've been married for 40 years and i'm still nice. gonna keep going <laughs> and it must have sometimes i reflect saying somewhere in my youth or childhood i must have done something good and that's what i perceive destiny to be when you were giving there was somewhere in my life i was going to do some getting and, mm -hmm. and your um, your story says that that lady and I and I perpetuate this thought all the time that when um, you said hello to someone when you were going downstairs, someone that you didn't know was going upstairs to commit suicide, and you said hello to them and made them feel that they belong just by saying hello, smiling yes. and greeting them. And so the, yeah. the destiny in giving means that we can, without even knowing it, change people's life. You changed that woman's life, but also she changed your life. A hundred percent. And that's, and we're, we're not being idealistic with the word destiny, but maybe Dedra and Mia has some ideas about it, but <laughs> go ahead, Samina. 
<laughs> I, I like I like what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just want to say it. Uh, I'm thinking about it. The word destiny actually helps us get to the word destination as well. Good so point. what you do is what you get as well. Like yeah, and it's destined to be like yeah. Okay, that's my <laughs> well rapper. Yeah. Maybe next that rapper MTV. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, sorry, if anybody I... had said anything about to me as a child that anything about the fact that I would one day live in the Middle East and be Muslim and be married to an Arab husband, I would have thought they were insane. I mean, I grew up in small town Alabama where something like that is absolutely unheard of. <laughs> It's 100% unheard of. Most people there don't even know what a Muslim is, I think. You know, I mean, and, and, and their concept of Arabs are firmly shaped by the news and movies, you know, <laughs> and I, I mean, I would have never dreamed that this would happen. And but I did know somehow I just knew that I wasn't going to live in Alabama for my whole life. I had a strong feeling. I mean, somebody who went to high school, if you ask anyone who went to high school with me, They'll tell you that I used to say to them, I'm not going to be living here. I'm going to be very far from Alabama. I don't know where, but I'm not going to live here. Yeah. <laughs> I knew something was pulling me very, very far away, you know, and it just, you know, and I knew that, you know, there was, there is a hand. I'm just saying the hand, I think the hand of God is there and, and you go to where you were meant to go and you, you yeah. perform the task you were meant to perform in this world. And, you know, I never thought that I would have an autistic son either. I mean, when I was first started my family with my husband, I, I, I remember thinking about it like, oh God, please help me. I, I don't know if I would ever be able to handle having a, a child with a, a disability of any kind, you know? Would I have the patience for that? You know, the understanding, you know, because I just, you know, we all wonder, are you too selfish, you know, to have a child like this? I mean, really, if at the end of the day, you have to wonder, am I too selfish to, to do that? I mean, would I have the patience for it? You know, would I have the, the composure for it to not cry all the time, you know, and be weak about it, you know, but it's amazing what happens when you think that you're you know that you can't do that god shows you that you can in fact to do that so wow. that's exactly what i got and i got a son with autism and it's amazing how strong you can be when being strong is your only choice yes really and yeah. by that i you know i made lemonade the, the film and it made a lot of waves and autism awareness you know in the middle east and you know and you know we've done a lot of talks about that here and i think that i was i mean and i've raised i've raised some amazing kids who are going to also go out in the world and do wonderful things have wonderful values you let know, me know so. how i can support you with the awareness as well while i'm here i'd love to catch up with you Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would be yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. I think your story yeah. is very inspiring. Write a book or something about it. Yeah, we can do something for sure. We will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It would be lovely. Yes. I'd love that. I'd see you just, you never know where destiny is going to take you. I mean, you yeah. and I might Because do, I'm actually you know, planning to write a book, uh, Parenting in the 21st Century. 
So resilient, confident parents raise confident, compassionate kids. So it's going to be a book where the voices of parents and children are going to come together. Because I think there's that parents are trying so hard to do their best for their children, and children are trying their best to make their parents proud. But there's this lack of understanding, and this little communication gap that is messing the community up. And I think that's where. Yeah, I think that a lot of parents are pushing them to achieve, 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 and they forget that, you know, your biggest job to raise a child is compassionate, like you said, compassionate children, you know, who will go out in the world and do, do good, do, you know, that'll leave the world in a better shape than they, they found it. That's always the way I put it. Leave the place in better shape than the way you found it. And you've done, you've done something good with your life. And they can give back well. They can give back authentically, you know. It's not because oh my parents want me to do this. It's giving back authentically, coming from a space of uh not scarcity, coming from a space of peace, from harmony, from yeah, yeah. So did you meet Mia? Did you meet Mia? Yes, Hi. Professor Mia is also with us and she's doing some amazing work in South Africa. Uh, Professor Mia, yes, you knew Zai. So how do you know Zai? And uh, go ahead and uh, give us your yeah. perspective. Assalamu alaikum. Um, and hello to everybody. Now, I, I, I don't know Zai, but I know of Zai and she is fantastic and she's amazing at what she's doing. And I have to commend everything she's saying because her journey itself is a lesson for many of us. Um, and I just have to say, you know, I love what she's saying, the victim versus the victorious. Um, I love that quote and I'm going to quote that in my next workshops. I hope you don't mind. But that's, you know, I, I relate to her story totally. One is because I myself was a crippled for seven and a half months where um, I met with an accident, spine was crushed, L2, 3 and 4, and now titanium discs was told I'm never going to walk again, never going to be a mom, etc, etc. That was when I was thriving in my in my profession. Um, and there I was in my early 20s and the world had said, you're not going to be able to do this. And um, fast forward to today and I'm walking and I am a mom. So I really relate to you completely and a lot of that came from self-growth and I became me in today's global platform of how I empower women and children, etc., etc., because of that moment of me growing myself through that and becoming different. Um, and I say different, not in the sense of comparing my me being superior, different in the sense of my mind is different, my mindset is different, my look at life is different. I don't believe there's anything as coincidence. Every single point in life and everything you go through is there for a purpose and we just have to find what that is but in terms of destiny and giving you know i remember so closely to what you said about the lady who called you and and how you made the difference to her life um spontaneously and i relate that when um COVID hit me hit us all here in south africa on lockdown and we were in stage five which means absolutely no go zones um i was one of those frontliners who went out to do fee and i did a feeding in a location here where there's really impoverished, impoverished children, families, um, and I had to do the thing and fast forward a little bit of time of giving kids masks and teaching people and what was supposed to be feeding became a waste campaign because they had to teach people by using masks. And I was just crying in the corner and me it was about well he just wanted extra food and didn't know how to ask for it for his family. You know? And I just went offered the food and he just carried carried on crying. And at that point I didn't realize, well, 
Well, what is wrong? Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to say what's wrong? Why are you still crying? What can I do? And he was going past our vehicles, going up the road, past us towards the park to go and hang himself. Because the day before, he had heard his dad um, say he lost his job. He can't handle a sickly wife because his mom has cancer and there's three kids to feed and you know he just can't handle it and this little boy of 12 thought to himself if he rids himself of being in the world maybe he can make it easier for his parents and he's my van and, and my volunteers and all of us pull up just to go and do the feeding and it made him a bit curious to pause going to the park so he stopped yeah. there just to see what we were doing it was give him the meal and he felt oh my gosh wait Okay, let me eat this. But then he just sat slumped there in the corner and thought, what was he going to do? And and what God has put in front of him was obviously to stop him from doing that. So again, if we talk about destiny in giving, um, I always feel like I'm fulfilling destiny and the purpose of what I'm doing now. And um, in the art of just merely give that meal that day, I really changed the destiny of someone like you did with the lady. And I think in, in everything that each of us do, every single person out there it's is doing something. We may, we, we, we may not even be aware of the changes you are making, yeah. just your smile um, to somebody's life or just a greeting to a strange person. Yeah, you know, right? it, it makes such a difference. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm just so, so glad to have you on and I really, really resonate with you and this, Thank you, well, you know, the, the, the beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I think we've been, uh, we're almost closing the first slot of our podcast, which is 30 minutes. So we can restart and I, I want to just ask, uh, you know, yes, there is the statement. Uh, I, I just want to put this, not just ask the question, but then give it uh, like a food for thought with a say, statement from Mr. B's book, which says giving is an act of free will. Um, like all of you said, I do agree that, you know, God chooses us, Almighty chooses us to be in a certain place in a cer- at a certain time and do whatever we have to do for someone. So, you know, it, it, all of us have had that experience and uh, we will just talk a little bit about the free will and more in our next slot of uh, the podcast, the next 30 minutes. Can I conclude okay. something? Yes. Just now when, uh, Dedra, Dedra, sorry, when Dedra said something about uh, we need to be strong and God will not give us something we cannot handle, it reminded me of a Quran verse where Allah says, Rabbana la tuhamilna ma la tawqatalana bihi. Oh Allah, you will never burden us with what we cannot carry. So, of yes. course, yes. always this. I think it's even to the Bible, right? We'll never be given something that... Believe me, I've thought of that verse many, many times and it's given me strength to read that verse and and remember that, that God must have had faith in me, you know, that he made me a tough person to be able to do this. At the end of the day, we need to remember that such situations remind us that we are not strong, we are just living through by his strength, by his by his love we are what he made us yeah you know he made us to to be tough he built built some of us tougher than others yeah and even the act of giving (laughs) the act of giving is named yakarim is his generous generosity yabar is him doing the goodness so we are just the vessel of doing the good and giving back to community through this power and this is great because it leads me right into where we want to go next because um we'll record another session a part two that talks about these very things because again we picked a word we call destiny 
And some people are scientific minded, some people are spiritually minded, some people are emotional and more. And we picked a word that could be controversial, but we're simplifying it enough to say, maybe we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we call it giving back. And if we're giving back, someone is getting back. And so let's bring that up and uh, bear with me for a minute, one second. Thank you so much for being on Free Talk with Mr. B. We look forward to your comments. Follow us on Instagram. Look at our podcasts on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found.